Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenido to a brand new episode of Pili, Raul, and La Musica. If you're a musician, a music lover, or just someone that's really interested in getting into the music business, here at Pili, Raul, and La Musica, not only do we interview amazing artists, but we also try to give you guys some really important tools to further your career. And this is what this episode is exactly about. Now, we love talking to artists, but at the same time, we definitely need to get the education on the business side of things. So for this episode, it's very special. We've teamed up with the company called AdRev, and their goal is to help musicians, artists, labels generate the income from social media and platforms like YouTube and TikTok so that you could get paid. Which is very important these days, right, Billy? Muy importante, for sure. <laughs> and I love that you brought that aspect. I mean, we love musicians, but we also know that there's a lot of help needed around creating a business and monetizing your work. So listen up. This is a great episode for all of you guys. We learned a lot ourselves. The guys from AtRev are super helpful and awesome. So check it out. And we have a very special celebrity in the house as well. His name is Gil Gastelum of Cosmica, known for working with artists like Carla Morrison, Gabby Moreno, Katsuoso, and many, many, many others. So let's kick it off. AdRev presents Billy, Raul, and La Musica. Welcome to another edition of Pili, Raul, and La Musica. Normally, we are excited to welcome guests and artists and performers. You know, that's what we're all about here is really promoting La Musica. But, you know, there's so much stuff that happens behind the scenes and within the music industry and trying to figure out how stuff happens with the Latin community as far as music goes. So today we're doing something a little bit special and we got a couple of the gentlemen from AdRev, which is a company that helps artists and record labels uh, monetize their YouTube presence. So we have Jesse Worstel, who's the Vice President of Business Development and Oscar Burroughs Ran who is Latin Business Development Manager. So welcome, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks for having us. Hey, Raul. Nice to see you. Hi, Pili. Hi, guys. So good to finally have you. I feel like this has been one of those episodes that's like, we, we want to make it happen. We want to make it happen. It's been long time since we've wanted this to happen. And finally, the day is here. It's such a pleasure to have you guys with us today, I know you have so much important information that needs to be heard and shared for artists and management. And talking about management, we also have as a guest today, Gil Gastelum. He is the founder of Cosmica Artists and also a good, good friend of both Raul and I. You know, in our effort to help musicians tell their story and share more about their artistic process, we're also very passionate about providing tools that help them manage their business in a more lucrative and profitable way. And that's why we're here today to talk to you guys about AdRev and the amazing things you guys do for artists. 
And I guess we should kind of start at the beginning and explain what AdRev really is. So Jesse, maybe you can give us a little bit of background on what the company does and what you guys do. AdRev is a content aggregator. We really work with anyone that owns any sort of copyright, whether that's um, a sound recording, master recording, publishing, audiovisual. Uh, we will take that work and protect it, monetize it, uh, find people using the music or the content without permission, and you know help you earn money on that. Um, especially in this day and age with, you know, everyone, you know, on TikTok and YouTube ripping content and reposting it. Um, it's, it's, it's another source of revenue beyond just your basic like performance, right? Royalties, right? So, um, it's an all encompassing, uh, just content protection service. And you guys don't just focus on Latin community. You guys go across the board. I mean, give us a little rundown of like who are some of the major artists that you guys have worked with over the years. Yeah. So it's, I guess, to kind of dive into the background a little bit more as well. I mean, we started, our bread and butter is our, a lot of production music libraries, which when I first started here almost, gosh, eight years ago, I had no uh, knowledge that this this whole world and genre existed. So it's basically libraries that write music for trailers, uh, soundtracks, mm. um, TV commercials, jingles. And this music is sometimes just as popular as like a Justin Bieber track because it's the way it's used. It's used as a needle drop in a lot of commercials or, you know, um, 15 second uses here and there. Uh, so it gets reposted all the time. So the production music libraries are um, kind of how we, I guess, uh, really, you know, cut our teeth doing this. And then it just branched out from there. So we work with a lot of publishers, uh, labels, independent artists, um, and a lot of audiovisual clients, which that's not my specialty. I'm more on the music side. But um, as far as publishers, you know, we, we've got Pulse Recordings, we've got Spirit, we've got, you know, um, I'm I'm sure they're okay with me <laughs> name dropping here. Uh, Universal Pictures Production Music. Um, and so those are like the big ones, including, you know, a lot of names that people might not know, like Extreme Music, which is Sony's production music arm. Um, and there's one artist that I always bring up. It's an independent artist. His name is Tryhard Ninja. And he's this awesome dude who, you know. Dude with an awesome right? name, too. You can't go wrong with that name. <laughs> right. So we're, we, through just working together, we've kind of, you know, we've, we've just built this like really cool, like, you know, email friendship or whatever. And he writes music about video games. So he writes music about like playing Minecraft. And this guy makes probably more money than I do <laughs> in, in his, you know, his uh, streaming and, and download revenue and also the YouTube revenue. Um, so if, if you play your cards right, there's definitely, a way to tap into this marketplace, um, and 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 this his his route is very unique. That's why I always bring it up because I I don't know if I know anyone else who writes music about video games. Right? They might write music for video games, but you know, right. like I'm playing a video game and I'm gonna write a song about it, which is <laughs> to me kind <laughs> of fun and so cool particular. because I love it. These yeah. these twelve year old kids will will stream these his playlists on YouTube while they play Minecraft. So that's where a lot of the YouTube revenue comes oh, from. It's very, very, cool. very smart. He was kind of like, it's like Back to the Future 2. If I could go back in time, 
and get, you know, like the YouTube almanac for what was going to happen in the future, I, we'd be having a different conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a route you would have taken. Right. So you guys have worked with EMI, Warner Chapel. You mentioned Universal Music, Fox Music, and the list goes mm -hmm. on. And in terms of artists, you've worked with El Alfa, who's very well known in the Latin world, Alabama Shakes, mm -hmm. which we're a fan of, Cypress Hill, etc. But what's like your vetting process when it comes to artists? So it's like any artist can come to you because we know that you work with independent artists and record labels, but do they go to you? You go to them. What's the process for all those musicians that are listening to us right now and would want to be part of that? Great question. Um, you know, back in the day when I was hired, I, you know, I'm an independent artist myself. And so we started this independent version of AdRev and I kind of raised my hand and said, I would love to run this just because it's my background. I managed every band I was in. I booked tours. So like I know, you know, that side of the, the, the industry. Yeah. And so as time progressed and we started, you know, growing, we, yeah, we started to kind of vet a little bit of the, the content. We don't have automatic signups anymore. Um, but the, the, the reason for that is not just, you know, bandwidth. It's also, we are part of downtown music holdings, um, which has a swath of music companies that can help any size artist. So if they're not a right fit for us, we can definitely send them to somebody within you know, the downtown family, which you're still going to get that great service and great attention to detail. But is it to answer, you know, how AdRev vets, we like to have a conversation first and just see if it's a good fit. You know, if, if you have, if you're a garage band and you're like, you're, you're recording a demo and it's like a five song EP, like I love that, but it, it might not fit to what we're doing, but we can also, we can send you to the right place. Right. Therefore you should have some type of career already um, right and some material al already it out there? should it, it should be something that um will benefit both us and the artists from just like a basic monetization service like we really dive deep and we really get into the nitty-gritty um you know to kind of just touch on the youtube monetization aspect you know a distributor you can sign up and have your music sent into content id and it will scan and find matches. Like that's just kind of like a set it and forget it. We go a few steps further and find a lot of short uses. Um, we find covers, um, all these versions that, you know, maybe the YouTube system has trouble identifying. We have tech that can enhance those detections. Um, and so, you know, if again, like I make this uh, ambient, you know, soundtrack music, my music's probably not gonna be used in a TikTok video, right? But if you just have this really great song that is kind of gaining some traction and people are taking notice of it, like one TikToker uses it, then everyone else is going to use it, right? So right. we try to look for something that has traction or potential traction. It's not necessarily a, a specific genre. It's just just kind of great content, content that we think, not, not, not just that we're fans of, but that a lot of other people will be fans of because we can really work it and we can really help find a lot of lost revenue that you might not know is out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I've known Oscar who's joining us here on in this conversation for quite some time. And I've known Oscar to be like really LA and back before he joined you guys, he was known as the scene star and he still is where, you know, it was always about promoting the artists and promoting the shows, promoting the venues and really kind of helping these artists thrive and, and generate income. So Oscar, I know Jesse, you mentioned you started working with AdRev 
about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. How long has the company been like in effect? It's a great question because everyone will give you a different answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's uh, it, so you know, AdRev came along kind of after the fact. Um, there's you know, our parent company is Audio Micro, which started as a micro sync music library. So if you are a YouTube creator or you know, you create um, you know, TV radio commercials and you need music, you can come to that site and buy like a micro license of use. So that's how it started. And that library started growing. And the yeah. YouTube thing came along. Um, I, I think if, if you if you took a poll, everyone would say AdRev started in 2012. Okay, all right. <laughs> and so you came on pretty pretty quickly on after it started. Yeah, September 2013. Yeah, and and Oscar, you came on what like two three years ago? Like it's going to be two years in April. Wow. That I'm with AdRev. And and did they approach you or did you kind of know of what they were doing to kind of try to help these Latin artists that you're kind of passionate about? No, it's a funny story because the way I found out is from another mutual friend that I've known for over a decade, just from going to Coachella and concerts, Lee, he did like a post on Facebook. Is anyone into YouTube and know Latin artists or interested in working with Latin artists? I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I just messaged him and he didn't expect it. <laughs> like, oh, you're the scene star. Why are you like hitting me up about this job? I'm like, I don't know. It just seems interesting. So I went with my Italian mafia suit, which didn't tell me that I can just go casual. So <laughs> I was way overdressed for the, the role. And I just showed up. It's like, yeah, I worked with, I worked in music since the 90s. I've worked in different roles. I'm really into land alternative and land music, just all music in general. And I feel like I brought a lot to the table and be able to help artists and so forth. And, uh, and they just uh, hired me a few months later after they went through the vetting process. And it's like, okay, this is what we do, trained. And then I just went from there. And then we had this conversation and you had said, hey, you know any Latin artists trying to get their presence known or, you know, anybody that might need help to generate the income from YouTube? Because we started hearing that YouTube and basically all the streaming services, you can make money from that. And then we brought up the name of Gil and working with his artists like Carla Morrison and other people from Cosmica. How did that come about? Okay, so one of the first things I did was there's a co-worker of ours, Matthew Whitmire, that kind of gave me and another girl, Diana Hernandez, who's also part of the LATAM uh, department. She's like, okay, I want you to make a spreadsheet and put a bunch of artists that you think like would benefit from us or like just investigate how they're doing on YouTube and so forth and feel that that you our service can help them. And like I put like Bad Bunny and like a few other Latin artists like and then I thought like, oh, Cosmica has like a lot of artists that, that are amazing. So I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're taken care of or whatever. So I just researched like the Marias and Carla Morrison. I'm like, how come Carla's videos aren't coming all the way to the top? They have millions of views, but like all these uploads are coming before them or whatever. And I kind of did a deep dive. I'm like, oh my God, they don't have this going on. Or that like composition is all over the place and sound recording and all that. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so much money on the table. And after I, we did the assignment, they're like, okay, you have to email everyone that you pick. So like I emailed like Bad Bunny's people and everyone and I hit up Gil and then he, he's, re- he's like the best, nicest person in the industry. And no, he's he not. Me no, back. he's not. Yeah, he's a Raiders fan. You're, you're only a- saying that because he's here with us right now, but he's really. Oh, ac- actually, he's a Raiders fan, so he's kind of a ba- badass, so maybe. 
<laughs> but uh, I had just emailed him and he was like pretty prompt and emailed me back like, you know what? Ingress is taking care of us. We've been with them forever and whatever uh, for a while. So I think we're good. And one other thing about the Latin community is that when you're with someone, you're like a mate, like if you like one brand or a team or whatever, we're super dedicated. So I could see like, okay, now I got to prove to him like that we can help him. And he, he needs more help than what Ingress is giving him. <laughs> so I did like all this a big spreadsheet and they put in numbers and whatever. I'm like, okay, this is how much you're put, leaving on the table and not by working with us. And I hit up uh, one of your friends, uh, Jose Galvan, like, hey, I know you're DJing the Cosmica uh, anniversary party. Is there any way you can get me on the list or get me in? Like, I'll totally pay. And he got me Oscar, in. Oscar, you were on a mission. <laughs> oh, man, I'm super <laughs> dedicated. I'm a grinder. You have no so, idea how dedicated it. Oscar is. It. Like I said, like, you know, if you needed any set time for any concert anywhere in L.A. or in Southern California, it's like you just type up Scene Star and everything would come up. That's how dedicated this guy is. <laughs> I love so, it. Oh, yeah, I'm super dedicated. <laughs> so, so after I got into the show, like I was seeing the performances and whatever, and I was like, okay, how can I not be a weirdo and approach Gil without... <laughs> You mean like I'm trying to sell him something? I just wanted it to be super organic. So at one point it was the end of the night. I think most of the people were done and all the performers stopped performing. It's like, hey, Gil, like he's all, hey, what's up, Oscar? Because we go back because I've written about his artist before for years. It's like, oh yeah, it's great to see that you came to the show. How do you like it? whatever? And then randomly I slipped in like, hey, I just want you to look at something on my phone real quick. This is how much money you're leaving on the table. And he looked at the number like, whoa, really? I'm leaving that much? Like we got to set up. A wait, 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 pause. Pause right there. Pause right there. And this right. is why we hired this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Gil. All right. First of all, th is that how it went down? Yeah, pretty much. I okay. Mean, all right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he, he shows much. you the phone. He shows you the figure. And what is your response right there? Well, I had to pick up my jaw from the floor first. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Oscar had hit me up prior. To be honest with you, I hadn't realized how much stuff had evolved because in the early days when uh, when I first became a Google partner, they really set me up as far as like really well. They basically just put what were like the best settings for our the Cosmica channel at the time. I guess I just thought that it would evolve with everything else and, and it really didn't. You know, there was a lot of things that happened in the interim between that time and by the time Oscar had reached out and by the time I was getting a third party help that, you know, there was, there's just still so much stuff that, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you are going to leave things behind. So, yeah, I mean, I saw the number and I just was just like, there's, man, this is crazy. If that's true, <laughs> I better meet with, with Oscar to investigate, to make sure that this, I mean, is this really true? So obviously that got my attention and he was smart. He got me at the, towards the end of the night. So all my MC... <laughs> All, all my duties that I was pretending to be Raul and Peely that night for our, for our, for our, for our quinceanera, being an MC, that was not easy work. Um, he got me after I was already done, so like my, my attention was uh, not being terrorized by the mic that night any longer. So he got me at a really good time. I was paying attention, and literally, I think within a few days, I think we had our first meeting. I went over to their offices. That's amazing, Gil, that you trusted then AdRev. But of course, it's because of Oscar's due diligence. Like you were, you were so 
particular about everything and you were on a mission and you made it happen. But Gil, you know, like we've mentioned, you, you, some of your clients are Carla Morris and the Marias, Katsuoso, Gabi Moreno. Have all of your artists then ventured on to AdRev? And if so, was it because of your experience with Carla Morrison? Uh, no, not yet. I'm, I'm hoping that's, I'm, we're in the process of, of, of talking to them because, you know, some of the acts are just, if they're on the label, absolutely yes. If they're just management, then um, some of them have already pre-existing um, agreements. Um, but that, that, you know, again, that could potentially change in the future for sure. Right. But then obviously you have the experience of working with other companies besides AdRev. What do you think are the benefits of AdRev specifically? I just think that they're, they're, um, the way that they are able to really be like a vacuum cleaner for you as far as like being able to find all the different things that are out there. I mean, it's really incredible. I mean, Carla is one situation where I think even some of these competitors i don't and i'm not saying this just because these guys are here or we're talking about ad rev in particular um just the things that they were able to investigate because there was a lot of things especially in carla there was you know this this whole thing that i had to deal with i was in the middle of like over a year of chasing down licenses because these djs put out a warache version of disfruto which is arguably one of her saddest and and slowest songs, um, they made it into like this dance remix in Colombia. And like, they were literally like selling it over there, like without any kind of license or agreements. Um, they, you know, it was getting put up on YouTube. We had DJs putting the song up to do remixes of it. Oscar, we still deal with that all the time, um, even to this day. Um, and so it just became just really untenable for someone like me to be doing that. I mean, it was like literally taking up 75% of my day every day, including weekends. That's how many different kind of right. remixes were coming out there. And people were on purposely misspelling her name, <laughs> not including her. Wow. So it was, you know, so it was really like these guys were, you know, they were like the guys in the virtual mystery machine van, you know, like Scooby-Doo <laughs> and, and his friends, they went and investigated and found all these different avenues that people were using her music that um, she was, you know, she was, it was her right to get that money. What a pleasant surprise, right? For Carla, it must've been like, what? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It, it, that goes to show it's not just the actual song that's up there, the actual recording. There's remixes, there's covers. The You guys, Jesse, really kind of focus on the composition as well of the songwriters and kind of the intellectual property, if you will, right? Yeah, it, it, and it really comes down to like, you know, whatever you own, if you just own one composition and it's got this type of traction and it's got this type of, a, you know, infringement happening, yeah, we're going to look into it because it's not just, you know, Again, like I was saying, like if we just put something into YouTube and let it do its thing, we're we're, we're going to actively. I mean, we're not like repo men or lawyers or anything, but we're gonna, <laughs> you know, we're gonna do right by our client. And and um, luckily, you know, with other staff members, we have a lot of experience and a lot of connections, and and you know, um, have access to a lot of things that maybe the the typical indie artists won't have access to. Well, yeah, because most, most people are DIY, you know, I know with Gil, I mean, obviously you guys have a, an amazing roster of artists, but you guys are doing it yourselves. And like you said, if this is going to hog up 75% of your time just to chase stuff down, it's like, it's going to 
hinder you from focusing on really helping the artists, putting out the records, doing all the stuff that really management, a label needs to do. So this way you have somebody that can actually go for you guys. And I guess that kind of leads us to the next bit of the conversation is what does the artist have to pay or how do you guys work that out? Or do you guys take a percentage, a commission, a flat fee? How does it work? Yeah. So our basic um, you know, deal is, is a percentage base. And it's it's very standard that you, you know, an 80-20 uh, rate, like you would pay like a manager. Um, it can get a little bit more, um, you know, um, specific from there, depending on what your needs are. Right. Um, depending on the size of the artist, we can do in advance. Um, we can, you know, um, we have, there's a lot of wiggle room, but yeah, it's, it's, it would be rare, <clears throat> excuse me, unless you need you know, something specific from our tech to pay for the data that we can collect, you know, there's really no out-of-pocket costs unless you need something very, very specific like that. And I know that transparency is key for you guys. You guys are very, like everything that I read about AdRev, you guys had the word transparency in there. Like, talk to us about that because again, you know, most of our audience are musicians. Some of them are up and coming. Some of them want to become musicians eventually. Mm -hmm. But as we all know, being in the music industry for such a long time, the business aspect of the music business is not very well known for artists, right. you know, as an artist myself, not a singer, but just like in the entertainment world, sometimes we just want to do things for free right. for the love of the art, right. you know, and I'm sure Gil, you, you experience this a lot, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, but I love singing. I love being on stage. So I'll do it for free, you know, but there is value to your artistry. And I think it's very important to educate every artist to know that value. And it's also important to know that you can trust a team like AdRev that has full transparency. So tell us how you share all of your data and analysis with the artist. So we provide earning reports in, in a dashboard and those earnings can be uh, filtered by the song, how much the song is making or a specific video. So you can view the earning type. And then we also break it down to the earnings via composition or sound recording. Whatever rights you own, you can separate those. And those reports come in monthly um, from YouTube. And then those reports from YouTube contains bi contain billions of rows of data. So it takes our, our the largest uh, department we have at AdRev, I believe, is the accounting team because of this issue. So they have to go through these files and we make sure that every penny is accounted for um, and make sure it goes in the right account goes in the right earning type. And so, yeah, we try to, you know, hustle and get those out as quickly as possible. Try to pay, you know, we pay by default, like quarterly, like just like, you know, you receive your PRO statements. So not just the earning transparency, but, um, you know, telling you if we can or can't do something, we won't, you know, lie just to like get you in the door. We'll be like, we can't do that, but here's another option we can pursue. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, maybe Gil can speak more to what he's seeing in his reports. And yeah, I mean, there's not a report that they've sent that wasn't something that I, I didn't fully comprehend. I mean, that's not always the case, um, especially when, you know, you have limited time to really analyze things. They really, and I'm again, I'm just not saying this, but uh, it, it really is a eye-opener it's so much so that it it helped me sort of like um reconfigure the way we do our statements as far as the ones that we send to ours to our artists because you know again like Raul mentioned earlier yeah you know 
um, I started the label and the art and the management company from scratch. Um, you know, I worked at other companies in the past, but I was never, you know, part of the financial team to be looking at people's, uh, you know, profit and loss statements or, or, or statements, if you will. And so, you know, uh, you know, my, I never took a financial class, uh, you know, not since college. And I basically did my own statements based on what I knew I needed to let the artists know, but it maybe sometimes wasn't always the clearest. And so seeing their template inspired me for the first time last year to change that up and to get the help that I needed to, you know, be more, be able to have more transparency. And and when I say that more sort of like just clarity. Yeah. Like be more organized, right? Yeah. Be more organized so that the artists, you know, they've got a lot going on obviously as well. And, you know, they don't, have a, a ton of time to be able to come back to me and say, Hey, what exactly does this part mean? You know? Um, and so now yeah, I want to be able to focus right. on the art. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's, it's helped us in, in, in ways that I didn't think, you know, I had never even thought of that, that there would be help. You know, originally it was like, you know, this help that I needed to chase down these things that were getting posted up. And, and then obviously, uh, um, to be able to pay the artists is always a great feeling, but then there's all this other stuff that happened. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been just an absolute positive experience so much so that, you know, my next sort of, uh, adventure, as far as the label is concerned, I I fought for them to be still involved because these days everybody wants that, that part of the business because they see that it's growing. They see that it's money that comes in. It's, you know, I think a lot of companies see it as easy income for them. That's all great and well, but you know, it's like, I'm happy where I'm at and, and I don't want that to change. I love that. Yeah. Oscar comes to you and says, you guys are leaving money on the table. And to me, that means you either have to do something right now or it's going to disappear. Is there like a, shelf life a timeline where you need to actually do something about it or what happens to say income or something that you don't pursue how long do you have before you can actually kind of benefit from getting these royalties that is the question of the hour of the decade um it can happen a few different ways so let's say you don't have your music um and we're specifically talking about youtube content idea right now you don't have your music in there and you don't have it monetizing, you don't have it collecting. Well, that means anybody who is posting a video or a music video or um, you know a cat video with your song in it, <laughs> and it's getting- Which right, there are tons. Tons of. <laughs> thank you. The, the internet's a great place for that. But if they're yep. using your music and they're, they're actually monetizing that video and collecting money for the views, and they're using your music, they're getting all that money. You're right. not seeing a dime of it. So once you get your music in and you start the process, then you know a company like AdRev can start taking over. However, unfortunately, there is that we have no um, way to retroactively collect anything that's already been ha- that's already happened. So that's why we say time is of the essence. You got to do this now. You don't want to wait because who knows if your song might end up in a viral video? You never know. You never know. And and so if you miss that boat. That's money we can't go back in time. I mean, we can oh, wow. try to strong arm people and say, hey, you got to go to the channel and, and you know, shake this guy down. But there's no set process for us to like walk into a room and be like, oh, here's all this money that was right. supposed to be paid to you. Let's take this. And you have to, you have to act 
fast. You have to be proactive instead of reactive in this case. You know, you mentioned covers, and as we know, cover songs mm -hmm. are used all the time in many ways. And I'm, I'm actually wearing a Talking Heads shirt right now, and their songs are covered all the time. Um, mm -hmm. What about covers? From uh, the artist whose song is being covered from their side, as long as you own the composition to that, and someone else releases a version of your song as a master recording, if you have everything lined up, you've every, you have your composition data with us, our um, composition asset will embed itself into the sound recording of the other artists. So anytime that artist's uh, music video is played or viewed and it earns money, you get your publishing money from that. If you want to do a cover, then you obviously make sure you have mechanicals covered, make sure you release it with a commercial ISRC, and then you can you know, put it on YouTube and, and monetize the sound recording side. But the publisher is still going to get their money because it will embed. So the system kind of works out in either way. If you want to cover somebody, just make sure you got all your items set. And if you are getting covered, make sure you have an aggregator monetizing your publishing as well. So do you guys work in tandem with the publishers? Yeah, so we actually have our own. If, if you're self-published, we can collect the publishing revenue in YouTube. If uh, you are a publisher and you don't have your own CMS, which is the back end of YouTube, so... If you have your own CMS account, then you're able to to upload your your compositions and and collect on your own work. But there's a limit to how many CMS accounts YouTube has given out, so you might not have access to one. So you can still come to us, and we can collect that side for you. Now, one caveat there is the way it's set up in YouTube is an aggregator like AdRev can only collect on US pub sync. We did strike a deal with Brazil, so we can collect in Brazil as well. But the rest of the world is collected by the performing rights societies. So it's if you have the master recording, you're probably going to see a little bit more revenue there just because we can collect worldwide. And on the publishing side, it's a little bit more limited as far as the territories we can collect. So that's why you'd see maybe a little dip in the earnings if you're just a publishing only client. Are you guys planning on, on expanding? Um, that would be up to you too. We, we are trying to work a little bit closer with the PROs, um, because there's a lot of money that just is in the ether. Um, a PRO can't collect on a video that's claimed unless there's a, a claim on it. So a video could, there could be a cover video that's just going off the rails and no aggregator has a claim on it. Then that means the performance money just floats wow. away. So we're trying to get into a position where that doesn't happen, um, wow. where we can kind of we can collect more than just the allocated territories that we're allowed right now. And that was the other thing too. I mean, like uh, I'm sure there's money that's just left somewhere. And mm -hmm. how long do you have to claim that kind of money? Is that still kind of the same thing? Once it once it happens, it happens. Or um, on the publishing side, it's a little different. I mean, that that rule still applies, but there was the NMPA settlement. Uh, a couple of years ago uh, with YouTube. And so there is money that is paid out as a market share um, for that black box publishing money that was mm -hmm. never, it was just sitting there. So again, you want to get your stuff in YouTube. If you own the publishing, you want to you know work with an aggregator so you can get that market share money. Again, it's, it's could be a couple bucks, could be a couple hundred bucks, but either way, that's your money. Yeah. And if you don't get it, someone else's, you know? Right. And it can maybe help you buy a couple guitar strings. Sure. Things like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So. 
something yeah. of something is algo something, algo, right? Claro. As opposed right. to getting zero yeah. percent yeah. of everything, you know? Right. So right. Everybody always comes back to that. And and how do you actually continue to pursue and help more artists as opposed to just waiting for them to come to you? They're not going to necessarily know about what you guys do, but how do you actively pursue artists? Uh, one of the ways is just word of mouth. Like I know that word's been getting out from like people in Cosmica, like, hey, we're with AdRev. Or there's like representatives that work with those same artists, like, hey, I think my artist uh, can use your help. Like I had a regional label come to me because they, I think they share the same lawyer as Carla Morrison. It's like, oh yeah, we heard what you're doing with Carla. Uh, let me refer you to that. Same with uh, recent signings, Know the Product. She uh, came to us because they share, she also saw, shares a lawyer with Carla and we, I kind of went over her. So it's like, yeah, she definitely needs our help with her YouTube channel. But a lot of times I'm just putting the same data package together like I did with Gil and I'll just like cold email like, hey, I know I've interviewed you before on Teen Star or like I've met with you at concerts or whatever. Can we go over uh, different stuff? And not necessarily also uh, Latin, but I've messaged people that have solar projects like Kelsey Ayer from Local Natives or or Ben Browning from Cut Copy. They have like solo projects and I'm like, hey, like maybe we can help you with that and kind of link up with us. And from there, if they like it, it's like they'll probably get the band over or whatever, things like that, you know, just kind of going over my music contacts and just uh, seeing how they are during COVID and see if they need help on there and using our service. And to add on to that, I mean, the system itself can provide a lot of information um, we have a few people on staff that love K-pop. <laughs> so they go <laughs> and they look at K-pop songs and look if anything's missing ownership wise. So if there's no ownership on either the master recording or publishing, then you can take that and, you know, look at the views and, and, and do a little bit of math and say this much, just like with, with Oscar and Gil, like this much money was generated and it's been passed on. So you can take that and say, Hey, um, you don't know me, but I work for AdRev and we've found that your number one hit in the US has only 10% of publishing ownership added. Where's the rest? We can help you mm. recover it wow. or at least help you start gaining yeah. and collecting it now. So it's a lot of um, detective work, right. you know, and in addition to word of mouth, in addition to we get a lot of uh, referrals, you know, it's again, it's. A lot of my sales recently have just has been coming from people we already work with. Like, oh, here's my friend who owns a label, or here's my friend who is a composer. So kind of just sells itself right. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, I wanted to ask you, um, since you work with both the general market and Latin America as well, um, do you feel like there's a hesitation or some type of difference between Latin artist versus general market artist? Is there, because I'm, I'm feeling, is there like more education to be done in the Latin American market? Yeah, with uh, Latin artists, I feel like it's a mix of education and just the relationship because a lot of what I've noticed with American artists are they'll take an email and go back and forth. But with Latin artists, you got to like call them and develop the relationship and kind of develop the trust and education in order to get the conversation going. Because like Gil or like a lot of like even myself, like we're really into like, hey, this is who we work with. We trust it. Like we kind of don't want to rock the boat and then just switch over. Yeah, we're very faithful. We're very brand faithful. We're very people faithful like that. And it's a lot of relationship, which... COVID kind of killed because you can't go and visit these people. But at the same time, just like, hey, soy el amigo de fulano, like that. Like, that's kind of like your foot in the door and kind of like, okay, now I have this time to kind of pitch you on 
educate you on what we do and then educate you on what money you're leaving on the table, whether it be you're not labeling a video as a video, so you're not getting the billboard numbers and you're not getting the views that you're supposed to or the sound recording like, hey, you didn't you don't not monetizing the sound recording and they're using it in other videos or the composition like, hey, I noticed a lot of covers here or noticed a lot of remixes and I see you're not monetizing and then go from there. And then a lot of times it just scares them into like, oh my God, can we talk about it and go from there? But with the line community or line art, it's just kind of like building the trust and educating as to what we do is because a lot of times it's like, okay, I put my video and I'm monetizing and then I get a check every quarter. That's how it works. Like, no, there's other way there's, you got to fully monetize and know that you have ownership of your art, you know? We're barely scratching the surface, but I mean, the main thing is educating the community and trying to get the word out. Is there, I guess, the main website where people can go to, or do you guys do a lot of the outreach via social media or what's like the primary way? Yeah, we're good artists that who are listening to us, or even people like like Gil, you know, who are managers or founders of record labels. Like, how can they reach AdRev? How can they learn more about you guys? And in Oscar's case, how can they start building those relationships with you guys? Yeah, I, the website obviously is a good place to start. We do have a Twitter. Uh, I think it's just at AdRev, and we have an Instagram that we're really trying to build up. So if you find it and you follow it, um, <laughs> our marketing director would be very happy to hear that I'm saying that. You know, and we're not afraid to get emailed directly. I don't know if that's something we want to um, put on the air, but you can always reach out to me or Oscar. It's pretty easy to find us, I think. Or I get all the sales at emails, so you'll probably email me anyway if you go to the website. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's um, you know, like Oscar was saying, you know, we can't really meet up these days, but you know, Zoom and phone calls—that's um, something I've really uh, learned in my experience dealing with LATAM uh, clients that we already have. Like, there's one management. Uh, client that's been with us for years and we've become really good friends adarga entertainment they do christian latin music we have uh quarterly lunches well we used to um where we would and they would they would pay they're like well this is because you've given us you know found us so much money on youtube it's it's our treat so um i kind of miss those days and it'd be great to have more of those i think we're getting back to it i think we're getting back to we're seeing (laughs) we're seeing the light at the end of this horrific tunnel but it's coming have you guys seen like growth even during COVID times oh yeah i mean i'm more busy than i've ever been working here we just did you know our our 2020 in review and the fact that we're like staying well above the water is an incredibly humbling and satisfying. And it's like, it's the team. I mean, I'm, I'm biased, but our, our, our team is so great. It's like, yeah, I'm, I can't imagine working with anyone else. And Oscar has been a great addition, the right time we needed help in the Latin uh, artist community. And here he is just, and his wealth of knowledge, just, I mean, I feel like I haven't even tapped into <laughs> like a fifth of the artists that he knows and his contacts. I agree. And, and and that's kind of where I'm saying, I mean, even with what you guys are doing, what we're doing, what people like Oscar, what people like Gil, it's like we're mm-hmm. barely scratching the surface into this community of the Latin world. We've had episodes in the past with Nielsen, how they talk about how the future is definitely Latin and how the population is definitely growing and the way they're digesting music and embracing music and going to shows and and buying music and obviously using streaming platforms such as YouTube. So we see that's a that's a that's a big market, not just for AdRev, 
but for the artists and for the community in general. Yeah, like even with Gil's artists, we've noticed like even with Disfruto, you're getting remixes from Russia and Europe and Central and South America that you wouldn't think that the market for uh, a slow singer-songwriter, emo-ish Latina artist that her voice is known in Europe just because they're being used in these covers and these remixes. And that's stuff that we find that if you don't understand the Latin space and that like just uh, how we as Latinos, uh, Chicanos, whatever, like take music and absorb it, you wouldn't know unless you're part of that culture. Gil, what was the most surprising stat or or information that you got from AdRev? I think the... And it shouldn't have been a surprise, but I think just the amount of stuff that was out there that was on purposely misleading as far as, you know, people putting stuff up there, you know, like sampling her her music, you know, and really kind of like messing with it and um, trying to like really mask it and make it seem like it's their song. And that was, it was disappointing, but it, I shouldn't have been surprised, but it still was just like, it bummed me out, you know, and it bummed Carla out that people, all they had mm. to do, really do was ask. She's been really great about letting people use her music and people just right. just didn't even ask, you know, it was really hard. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's such an advocate of independent artists. She knows the right. struggle. So it's just a matter of like asking. Yeah. yeah I, I'm in shock when you, when you mentioned that people purposely misspelled her name. That's like, yeah. That's messed up. That's shady. Yeah. But, you know, it all starts with educating and breaking these boundaries of like, oh, it, this is the only thing I do or I'll just sing and see what happens. No, it's like, this is your art. This is a business. Take care of it. Value what you do. Surround yourself by amazing team members such as AdRev. And if you're lucky enough, a manager like Gil, that'll support you and see opportunities of revenue. So we really appreciate your guys' time. I know that we have another conversation pending here on Pirita en la Musica with you guys that will also educate a lot. We really emphasize on helping musicians, especially Latinos, because we appreciate their art form. And, and we see it so often where it's like, you got to take care of the business part. And I think AdRev is definitely a great addition to their team and to their efforts. Even something like this, you got to imagine it also helps with like touring and gigs because it's coming kind of full circle where it's like, wow, maybe in a community where now you're finding out that a lot of people are using your music or posting up things on YouTube, whether it's in Russia or different parts of Europe, where maybe you didn't figure you had an audience I mean, in theory, this could potentially lead to gigs and touring, which you would have never imagined from linking up with a company like AdRev. Thank you for the kind words, by the way. It's a pleasure to have been on with you guys today. Yeah, the data is just one piece of the pie to what we provide. And I, this keeps coming up, and I've been wanting to say it um, since we've been talking. It's One of our philosophies is let us do the hard work while you either create your art or help your artists. Like, there's no you need. You guys be the bad guys. You're right. There's no need for Gil to be spending 75% of his time and weekends looking up all the stuff that's been, you know, uh, illegally reposted. Like, that's what we're here for. You know, right. let us do it. Yeah. Um, so you can go and do what you actually are passionate about, as opposed to just, you know, searching online looking for, <laughs> for a copyright infringement. 
you know, that's us. Let us do it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, Oscar, and Gil. We really appreciate your time and your knowledge. This was very necessary for all of us in the music industry. And I'm sure that a lot of artists who are listening to us right now got a lot of information. It's all about educating and continuing, you know, this, this effort that we all have in the Latin music community to educate and to be profitable with the art that we create. So if you want more information, please do follow AdRev on all social media. Also check out Cosmica Artists. They have an amazing roster of uber-talented musicians. And go to AdRev.net for more information. Yeah, I was just diving into the website a little bit, and I'm like, oh, my God. This, like I said, we're barely scratching the surface here, so we definitely got to have you guys again because there is so much information. But, yeah, you know, if if you have the questions, if you're listening out there, you're an artist, you're a label, a songwriter, and you want to find out more about this, definitely check the website, adrev.net. It's chock full of information. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate this. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. again. Yeah. And for the record – I did take the guys out for lunch at Portals, so it's not just that other (laughs) label. It's just we started, and then the darn pandemic started, so I haven't been able to do that again. We're gonna we'll 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 make up for it once we can all get together again. (laughs) We have you on record now, Gil. Can we can we be included? Can we be included? Sure. Yes, of course. I I went I went to one of those lunches. You know where did we go? Oh, we went to Zanku Chicken. Zanku Chicken, right down the street from the office. Yeah. So, Pili, you got to come next time. I you love gotta... Sanko Chicken, actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll hold that garlic yeah. thing, that whole thing is so good. You can't go wrong there. It just leads to a little afternoon nap. You know, it's okay. It's all right. You know, More a little like food morning coma. Nap. Morning, noon, <laughs> and nap. A siesta. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you so much. And once again, you know, follow all the social media and check the website and get all the information and get yourself paid. You know, you got to get the business. I- <laughs> it's true because it's true. I mean, we've all seen it. I don't, and I already mentioned it, but it's true. I feel like as artists, we just want to create and be artistic. And, you know, it's like our <laughs> gift to the universe, which is great. But there's a value to it. So value your work. Value your artistry. I think Gil would appreciate those words. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Bye, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Thanks, Raul. Thanks, everybody. Oh, my God, Billy. That was so educational. I love learning about the business side because as a DJ, as an artist, as a musician, as a singer, songwriter, as a label, you know, you're really focused on the art and creating something very special so to learn more about the business side of things sometimes it's a little foreign sometimes you don't have the time to deal with that and that's great to know that there are companies like AdRev and that's what they do they're dedicated to seeking out those revenues from platforms like YouTube, TikTok and many others so it's cool that you can reach out to people where you might not have that expertise and you can depend on them Yeah, and you can focus on creating your art, on the whole creation of your art and music, and then have them, the experts over at AdRev, and collect all that money that belongs to you. That's what they're good at. So it's kind of like a breath of fresh air to know that you have AdRev there to help you guide and navigate through all of these platforms that you really don't know are even using your music. So thank you again to Jesse and Oscar for all this insightful information. Make sure to check out adrev.net for more info. And thank you again to Gil. You know, we're 
super fans of you and your artist. We love you. Thanks for your time and for sharing your amazing experience using AtRev with Carla Morrison. And thank you for supporting the podcast, listening, downloading, subscribing. Don't forget, leave us a review here and there. Maybe a five-star review would be fantastic for us. We want to bring you quality episodes that are not only informative, but bring you the stories of the artists that you know and love. Thanks to our sponsors, Jack Daniels, Sure Microphones, and of course, Ulysses from the band Kinky for our amazing theme song. And we will catch you next time on another edition of Pili, Raul, and La Musica. Ciao!